Happy Monday, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is Ministry, all one word. Today, we're looking at Psalm 110, and I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool, footstool for your feet. The Lord will stretch out your strong scepter from Zion, saying, Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people will volunteer freely on the day of your power, in holy splendor from the womb of the dawn. Your youth are to you as the dew. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever among the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He will shatter kings in the day of his wrath. He will judge among the nations. He will fill them with corpses. He will shatter the chief men over a broad country. He will drink from the brook by the wayside. Therefore, he will lift up his head. David writes a song about his kingship, which falls under the category of a royal song. Now, although David wrote this about his kingship, this can also be viewed as a foreshadowing to Jesus, don't you think? I think so. If you recall, for Israel, David was the king. He was anointed by God and ruled justly and aligned his rule with God. They believe he was as close to God as I guess you could get, you know, since Moses. Not that they thought David, you know, was the Messiah, but they understood David understood that David's power came from God. Sitting at the right hand of God is a place of honor and power, both of which David had. Were you aware that in um, ancient Israel or really in antiquities, the idea of the enemies being a footstool, footstool is referenced to dominance or submission? I was able to go to my on a bucket list trip ever since I was a little girl I always wanted to go to Egypt the pharaohs all of that fascinated me and I was able to do that in 2010 and I can't remember what temple it was it may have been in Luxor um, I believe but there was a um, hieroglyph on the temple wall that showed that particular pharaoh once again I don't remember who it was and he was sitting on his throne and there were heads under his feet. And I remember them saying it was, it was the Hittite people, but he was standing on them, so to speak, which meant that they were under his power, under his rule. So whenever you see that in the word of God, that's what it means. Although I'm sure they probably did it literally at times, it's more figuratively to mean under submission. And so as David was king, remember, God was with him. And so he would go out and he'd do battles and they would subdue the warring nations. So David did have nations underneath his footstool, footstool or have them as his footstool, as yeah, his footstool, so to speak. All of this is to acknowledge that David is king and that his kingship has been blessed by God. When we look at it as a foreshadowing of Jesus, everything falls in line for me. The reference to Melchizedek, who was the first priest we see in the Bible found in Genesis, 
Abraham gave Melchizedek a tithe of what he had. And it is believed by scholars that Melchizedek really is the manifestation of Jesus in the Old Testament. It is unknown um, what David is referring to in the last verse where it says he will drink from the brook by the wayside, therefore he will lift up his head. The commentaries state that it could be a ritual um, performed by the king. But that's all the information that I could get from that statement. But overall, we see that David is acknowledging his role as king and understand that his kingship is directly tied to God. Our lesson is that our lives are directly tied to God. We are not individuals, you know, individual directionless ships sailing alone. No, we are being directed by the Holy Spirit. And although we may think we're alone or, you know, individual, we are a part of a community. God sets our directions, each of our directions, fully aware of everyone else's directions. And we're moving in concert with each other, not against each other. At times, this may be hard to see. And I believe it takes intentionality to learn to look at your life as a piece of a larger puzzle. When things are not going your way, when you would like, you know, to, I think it's good when you remember that you're part of something larger when things aren't going your way, when life seems to just be swallowing you up to remember that you're a part of something larger and that God is in control. And that in the end, not only will it work out for your good, but it'll also work out for the good of the kingdom. And I know it's hard to think about others when you're in the middle of a storm, but you know, God allows us to go through storms so that we can encourage others. Take Job, for instance. He experienced all that he did so that you and I can see that even though God can take away things, he returns things to those who are faithful. It shows us how to continue to trust in God when everything has been stripped from us. And so I thank God for Job's example. Remember that you are in Christ today that you too have been given a place of honor as a daughter or son of the Most High God. Dedicate this day to him, this week, and continue to trust him all the way through. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for being a God of mystery at times. We know that you're mysterious because we wouldn't be able to handle everything. And since you created us, created us you know exactly what it is that we can handle and so whatever we are facing today the struggles the hardships of caregiving we ask you to remind us that we are with you in Jesus Christ that although he is sitting at the right hand you have made us to sit in heavenly places as well that our lives or to bring honor and glory to you. And that even though we may not have a throne per se or a kingdom per se, you have given us an area of responsibility that you expect us to rule over and that you have anointed our lives to rule within that particular sphere of influence. 
for the caregivers help them realize that they have influence and help us all to realize our tie to you. Help us not to grow weary in well-doing, but to trust you. Even though we may not understand what we're going through and we very much don't like what we may going that what we may be going through help us to trust you this we ask in Jesus name amen all right my podcast family you've started the week off right now go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus bye